Caleb Love is yet again back into the transfer portal after decommitting from Michigan. Will the third time be the charm for the Hoosiers? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. You are locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily IU podcast. We are part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Available free everywhere you guys get podcasts, including over on YouTube. If you guys want to subscribe over there, we surely would appreciate it. Big thanks to all of you who make us your first listen every day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob a familiar name, to say the least, is back in the transfer portal in Caleb Love. Will Indiana get involved this time? Officially, we don't know yet, but Caleb Love decommitted from Michigan on Wednesday. In his defense, I, I certainly don't want to paint this as anything other than what it factually is. It was an issue with transferring credits from UNC to Michigan. Um... It's kind of one of the forgotten aspects or maybe under-discussed aspects of the transfer portal. Is that like there's still kind of the real-life aspect of this, needing to transfer credits and seeing how many credits will apply, how far behind you are, things like that. So there were issues there that, from what I've read, is not the first time there's been issues transferring credits to Michigan. I believe this is the third time it's happened. So... Love is the latest to kind of hit that snag and the most high profile, I'd imagine. So he's back on the market. He is back in the transfer portal. Obviously, IU has had interest along the way. We kind of discussed this. I, we've done so a couple times. Obviously, when he first was in the transfer portal, we had all that discussion. There were rumors a couple weeks ago that he might be re-entering the portal. I mentioned it then. He came out and flat out said, like, I'm playing at Michigan next year. <laughs> uh, not happening. But, again, it's probably not anything he could control. But now he's back in the portal. And the number of schools have dwindled, I would imagine. This is pretty late in the process. Are the Hoosiers going to get involved? Obviously, IU has an opening on the perimeter, most likely. A guard slash bar ball handler is something they could use. I would think that they would have want more of a shooter. However, Caleb Love is talented. Um, the interest in Love has been there from high school through the first time in the portal to now. Um... Things have changed for Indiana since the last time he was in the portal. They have some more clarity on Xavier Johnson. They have Mbako now. Um, it feels like their need is more for a shooter, which Love is not. He's inefficient. We did mo deeper discussions on his game. You guys can go back and find those. Everydayers will have heard that uh, in previous episodes. 
But it's most likely that IU and Missouri are going to be seen as the early favorites. He's from Missouri. He's obviously had all the connections with IU. That, I, that's just a little bit of speculation, kind of informed speculation. Will he fit? Does he make sense? Um, it's kind of a question that I think the coaching staff will have to answer. Talent-wise, there isn't going to be a better player that they could find for that position, particularly this late in the uh, kind of the spring in, in the period. But fit-wise, does it make sense? Uh, if you bring him in, he's starting. So you'd be looking at Xavier Johnson, Caleb Love, Mackenzie Mbako, Malik Renu, Kalel Ware. That's a lot of guys that can create off the dribble and get into the paint. That's not a lot of shooting. Does that factor into IU's decision? Do they think they can turn Love into a better shooter? Do they think they have enough shooting between Ware and Mbako and Xavier Johnson to where teams will respect them enough? Because if you're putting those five on the court, I can tell you one of the first thing teams are going to do is just sag off of them and dare them to beat them from the three-point line. Does IU think they can do that? Uh, Does IU have those same kind of concerns about three-point shooting? That Again, that's another question for them. Mbako's season was, or excuse me, not Mbako. We spent the whole week talking about Mbako, Freudian slip there. Uh, You guys can check out all the discussions we've had on him, but Love's last season shooting the ball was very inefficient. So does IU think there's a bounce back there if they kind of reel him in a little bit and and kind of direct him to take certain shots? Does that change uh, his shooting percentages for the better? I don't know if it's a risk I'm willing to take, uh, but what I would say is if they landed him, boy, that would that would cap off one hell of a spring. There would be a lot of talent there. You certainly would wouldn't be able to deny that if you got love. There would be a lot of volatility maybe in play style. There's going to be games where IU looks phenomenal and games that they're going to be really frustrating and probably lose a game they shouldn't in the Big Ten. But is the high, the ceiling worth kind of what the floor would be? Ultimately, I think I land on the side of more caution and probably favoring not going after love. But I also kind of fully trust this coaching staff to make the right decision. They're in a place now where they don't necessarily need to go after him. I thought it, it when he first entered the portal, there was maybe a bit more of a need to go get him. Um, I don't think that's the case now, which might change their approach in this situation. What do you guys say? Do you agree? Disagree? Let me know in the comments down below if you're on YouTube. Let us know on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, In a review, anything like that, let us know what you guys think. But it's going to be interesting to follow. We'll continue to give you updates on that if IU gets involved yet again. We'll see if that plays into it. If IU wants to get involved for a third time running, we'll see how much that matters to them. But we'll keep you updated on all of that. 
The draft combine is effectively done for Trey Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino. They did their measurements. Neither played in the scrimmages. We'll talk about all of that. Look at what the latest mock drafts are saying about them. We'll do all that here in a moment. First, let's talk about our new sponsor, Bird Dogs. We mentioned them yesterday. Uh, They're incredible. Everybody in our uh, group message for all of the college uh, locked on podcasts are in love with them, wearing them around, uh, whether walking around town, whether going to soccer practices or soccer games, whether going for a swim, whether cooking out, whatever it is, everybody is in love with these new bird dog shorts. The fit is incredible. You feel great. You look great. They're comfortable, stretchy fabric. So you, uh, you're you not sacrificing style for comfort or anything like that. And as I just said, they're very versatile. Whatever it is you have planned for the day, these bird dog shorts will uh, have you covered. Whether it's going swimming, whether it's going to the barbecue, whether it's going out walking around town, whether it is uh, going to a soccer game or going to some sporting event, these bird dog shorts are perfect for any of them. If you're going to the golf course, they work there as well. Um... They're absolutely fantastic, and if nothing else, head to the website, check out some of the names of the products, have a good laugh. We did that for quite a while as well. They're absolutely hysterical product names. You guys will love them as much as we did. So go to birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege, and when you enter promo code lockedoncollege, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs uh, Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Uh, this has been amazing. I've been using it the last couple days as well. So go give them a shot today, and you guys won't regret it. Big thanks to all of you who made us your first listen today and every single day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll get you the latest going into the weekend with all the transfer news and rumors and things like that as uh, IU looks to fill that last roster spot, whether it is Caleb Love, whether it might be somebody else. Let's talk the draft combine because obviously on Tuesday, uh, I I say obviously, I'm I'm sure most of you saw the draft lottery was uh, completed. The Spurs will have the number one pick and they'll take Wimbenyama. That uh, always coincides with the draft combine. So Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino both had their measurements at the draft combine. Let's start with Trace. Trace measured in at 6'8 uh, and two quarters without shoes. They do all the measurements without shoes to kind of give you a base so that guys with thick shoes or whatnot uh, don't suddenly grade out two inches higher than they really are or something like that. 6'8 and two quarters. Honestly, that's a little bit. Uh, Maybe not even a little bit. That's awfully short. For a guy in Trace that's going to be predominantly playing center, that's not, I won't say it's not great. I mean, you can add an inch or two uh, with the shoes. So maybe it's closer to 6'9 or 6'10, which would help, but that's awfully short was my first takeaway from that. Uh, It's still relatively higher up in the draft combine. Uh, He's a half inch shorter than Drew Timmy. Quarter inch shorter than Coleman Hawkins. Uh, Same height as Imani Bates. Just taking a look at some of these measurements. 
Uh, Zach Eady led everybody. He's seven three and a quarter without shoes on. Obscene. So it's a little light or a little short, I should say, for Trace. But where he makes up for it at is he has some crazy, crazy long arms. Uh, his standing reach is eight ten which is obscene considering what his height is. Um, it is, that is, it's eight foot, 10 inches in total, which is right up there with the highest in the draft. Like it is a, a, a figure that is going to, uh, the these rankings are weird. It's grading it out as eight one eight ten is top fifteen probably. It's up there with uh. It's higher than Imani Bates, who we mentioned. Uh, a half inch shorter than Coleman Hawkins. Uh, half inch shorter than Drew Timmy. Um, so he kind of makes up the deficit in that regard. Uh, an inch shorter than Oscar Tashibwe. He also, it helps that his wingspan is absurd as well. Uh, it is graded up there as one of the top ones. 611 and a quarter for a guy his size is terrific. And if you factor in his vertical, which I couldn't find the measurements, uh, it was recorded and we might be able to find it at a later date, but you factor his vertical in with his standing reach and his wingspan. And I think that largely makes up for his lack of height. And that, I mean, we watched that it grades out as such. It, it we, we saw that. So, uh, I think overall, I think it'll be okay for him. Uh, but impressive, from trace the just the physical measurements he is he is quite an impressive person his wingspan actually this is a different one it graded out at 7 1 which is even better not 6 11 uh, i actually wrote that wrong because 6 11 i believe is uh right about what jalen hood shafino's is so 7 1 is even better uh that is way up there that is right below drew timmy uh so I think overall he's probably fine, but some of those numbers did kind of jump out a little bit. He also has some of the biggest hands in the, in the combine, like lengthwise, which is just palm to middle finger. Uh, it's pretty long, but where it was wild is if you stretch your hand out like this and measure from thumb to pinky, you, everyone on YouTube can see that his hand grades out at 10.75, which was one of the very, very best. I think it was the second best in the draft class. Uh, so he has huge hands. Ideally, that would probably help in catching alley-oops and things like that. But wild stuff from there. Jalen Huchifino obviously was got all the measurements as well. He graded out or measured out at six four and a quarter. Again, small, smaller than I thought. Doesn't matter as much for him. Might take away some of the notion that he can play a shooting guard in the NBA. He's really going to have to improve as a jump shooter uh, to play in the sh as a shooting guard. That being said, again, wingspan makes up for it. 6'10 and two quarters. Uh, 
that's a crazy wild wingspan. And especially a good way to kind of measure wingspan is what it is relative to height. So if you're gaining six inches on your wingspan, that's up there with one of some of the, the top numbers or kind of top differences in the draft class. So great from him, eight, four and a quarter standing reach, uh, which relative to his height, that, that really helps with the fact that he, it seems he graded out smaller. Also someone that has really big hands, like not far behind trace in terms of hand size. So I, I guess IU just had the biggest hands in the Big Ten last season. I don't really uh, – there isn't a lot that translate from that. It's more as a point guard. It, it helps just controlling the ball and making passes, but it was just kind of something I noticed. that IU guys had really big hands. Uh, with the draft combine done, with the draft lottery done, what's the latest look like for um, – Mock drafts, and where do these two fall? We'll get you some of the latest noteworthy mock drafts and see where these two are at here in a moment. So obviously, we have been kind of updating throughout the mock drafts and keeping an eye on them and where Jalen and Trace are at. Let's take a look at all of them. Pretty much everybody released a new mock draft in the wake of the uh, draft lottery. So this doesn't take into account anything really at the combine yet. I don't think either anything that Jalen and Trace did is going to drastically change their spot, even as low as they may have graded out. I don't think it's really going to change anything for them. Uh, you start getting into individual workouts and hearing things there, and that's when things start to change. It started ESPN Draft Express, the one I trust the most. Jalen Hood Shafino, number 15 overall. Uh, he would go to Atlanta, where he would back up Trey Young, potentially play alongside Trey Young. Um, I think that would be, in general, a good landing spot for him, where he can come in and not necessarily be told, you have to direct this offense by yourself and figure things out because I think there's going to be a bit of a learning curve there. This situation would be a good one for him and that he doesn't have to do all that right away. Uh, when it comes to trace, he comes in at number 34 to the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte got the number two pick overall. They're probably going to take Brandon Miller, uh, though it'll be one of Brandon Miller from Alabama sure you've heard a lot about. We're not going to discuss that. Or Scoot Henderson, uh, who was in the G League. So Trace going to Charlotte, I don't like because I already have a lot of centers. I don't know that Charlotte is even really looking for a center. What will be interesting to, to follow is the Pacers have the 26th, 29th, and 32nd picks. Similarly, I don't know that they're going to be looking for a center, but... It would be cool if they did, <laughs> and if they wanted to go get Trace, that would be really cool. Let's look at the athletic. Sam Vecini, another one that we typically uh, reference a lot. He's much lower on both Jalen and Trace. He has Jalen going to the Golden State Warriors at number 19. Similar thing in that he wouldn't be asked to do a whole lot uh, in terms of kind of running an offense overall right away. Um, 
That being said, I don't know that the Warriors will make this draft pick because they are kind of in a win-now window, and um, I think their priorities might change a little bit in this offseason, so we'll see if they even make this draft pick, but I, I like the fit. He can come in and be a secondary ball handler. He can play on the ball with Steph off the ball. Uh, it's a demanding offense in terms of making reads and uh, moving, cutting, things like that. But I think Jalen's a high IQ player, even if he made some questionable kind of decisions. I don't really know how those two correlate, but I, I feel confident saying that. Uh, questionable decision-making with a high IQ, I think you can weed that out, and Golden State wouldn't be a bad place to figure it out. Vassini is as low as anybody I've seen on Trace Jackson Davis. 54th to the Sacramento Kings, which all of the mock drafts I looked at, Trace didn't really fall lower than kind of the low 40s. 54th is, you have to be pretty low on Trace Jackson Davis to go there. The fit would be fine. I mean, Sacramento plays a million miles an hour and runs a lot of pick and roll, and he would be a fun partner with De'Aaron Fox, formerly of Kentucky, but 54th, my word, uh, that would be quite the slip for him. I think somebody would would snag him up before that. The ringer, Kevin O'Connor, Brooklyn Nets at 21 for Jalen Hood Shafino. Uh, they're a team fully in a rebuild, so it would be a situation where he would probably have more responsibility, but no expectations, uh, which is probably the best case scenario if he is going to have re- responsibilities. Uh, he would probably be the starting point guard there or he would get a lot of minutes there at the very least. Trace would be a first round pick, according to Kevin O'Connor. Number 30 to the Clippers. They're going to have a need at backup center. Trace fits that regard. I think that's probably uh, a best case scenario for him is to come in and be a backup center, bring some energy, athleticism, defense to a second unit. Uh, 30 probably is about as high as he's going to be drafted, though. Uh, that There weren't many places higher than that on him. Uh, Bleacher Report, Jonathan Wasserman also had Jalen going 21st to the Nets. We just discussed that. He was a little bit lower on Trace relative to everyone not named Sam Vecini. 37th to the Oklahoma City Thumb- Thunder. The Thunder do not have anyone to play center, basically, for them. So, I don't know that he would come in and start. He almost certainly wouldn't. They have Chet Holmgren, who is a center, but he was hurt last year. But they don't have anybody outside of that. So, he would come in and be the backup center. It's a fun, young team. And one that I think it would be enjoyable to watch him play on, if nothing else. And he would get minutes, because they just... Don't really have bodies there right now. Uh, last one is USA Today, Brian Kalbrowski. As low as anybody I've seen on Jalen hood Shafino, 27th to the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh, that would be quite the drop. Uh, he's pretty low on his shooting. He kind of talked about in his description. That's fair. He's a streaky shooter and doesn't have a ton of range. But uh, 27th is as low as I think you're going to find anybody on him. The Hornets in this draft would take... Brandon Miller, I don't imagine they would take Jalen hood Shafino if they take Scoot Henderson because Scoot is kind of a ball-handling guard. They obviously already have LaMelo Ball. They're not going to add a third guard there. So 
I don't know even about that landing spot. It would ha- it would really depend on how things shook out in the draft itself and whether the Hornets take Scoot or Brandon Miller. Uh, when it comes to Trey Jackson Davis, he is 42nd to the Wizards. The Wizards are kind of whatever. They're they're just mid. They've just been kind of a middling team for a really long time. Thomas Bryant went there and excelled. I, that doesn't really mean a lot, but they're there's a path where a, a Hoosier center has went there and played well. I don't really have any strong feelings about the Wizards. I just kind of don't want them to go there because Washington just does not really have much of a future, good or bad. They're just kind of there. They just kind of exist. So uh, I would rather him go somewhere more exciting. But alas, beggars can't be choosers. But you can see that Jalen more or less is kind of the 15 to maybe 25 range. Trace is kind of 30 to 40, 45 range. Uh, gives you a sense right now where both of them stand. They can obviously improve that in the uh, individual workouts in the, the coming days and, and weeks before the draft, which is in about a month's time. So unless there's kind of really big things that come about between now and then, we probably won't talk about them a ton more. Uh, you guys can follow along on a Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. We'll kind of keep you updated on, uh, anything we see in terms of individual, individual workouts, things like that. But thanks again for making lockdown Hoosiers your first listen every day, every day tomorrow on the show. We'll get you set for the weekend with any other transfer news, rumors, things like that. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave that rating interview. All of that great stuff. Most importantly, though, guys, hope everybody has a great Thursday. And as always, Elio.